0: to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Hey everybody, Ryan Ripley here. This is another one of the one-on-one interviews that I conducted at the Path to Agility Conference. And this one's with Dave West. Dave is the product owner at Scrum.org. He joined us to talk about Scrum turning 21. So we covered what's happened in the past, what's coming in the future, Nexus, scaling, and much more. So I hope you enjoy this one. This is a great one for the Scrum Masters and Agile coaches out there who are curious about uh, the future of Scrum and some of the thinking behind uh, some of the latest things coming out of Scrum.org. As always, still very interested in your comments, your thoughts, your feedback. So please don't hesitate to leave a message on the blog, send a tweet out, send an email. Let us know what you think of these interviews, what you would like to hear in the future, and how we can serve you better. So without further ado, here's the interview with Dave West. Processes and tools dominate today's Agile discussions, but we are devoted to the individuals and interactions that make it work. From the beginner to the veteran practitioner, we have something for you. Welcome to Agile for Humans. All right, we're back at the Ohio State University at the Path to Agility Conference. Joining me right now is Dave West. Dave, how are you doing? I'm very well. Thanks for joining me today. Dave is with Scrum.org, so he is uh, uh, here giving a talk on the future of Scrum. And Dave, as the listeners know, I love Scrum. I'm a big proponent of it. And so the future of it is something I'm very interested in. So perhaps you could help... uh, Roadmap out what's going on at
1: Scrum.org and, and the future of Scrum for the listeners. Okay, so Scrum.org is the home of Scrum. It's uh, Ken Schwaber's organization. and We're right. mission-based, very much focused on improving the profession of, of software development. Uh, I'm the uh, product owner at Scrum, so uh, the CEO stroke product owner. My job is to uh, is to take ideas that are rattling around in the community, validated by Ken, and sort of get them out there to, to the whole community executing our mission so scrum turned 21 actually it's about to turn 21 it's we're sort of planning the party at the moment getting the streamers blowing up some balloons um 21 years ago, Jeff and Ken presented at Uppsala in, uh, in Texas and uh, basically brought to the world Scrum. And the ideas of Scrum, some things have changed, some things have stayed the same, but the essence has stayed the same. Right. So 21 years, that's a long time. And during the 21 years, there's been some things that have definitely pleased can and please the community. Uh, it's adoption. 90% of Agile teams use Scrum. 90%. That's a significant number. Over sure. uh, over a million people have been trained on Scrum. That's pretty, pretty massive. You know, there's well over half a million certified professionals doing Scrum today. Just Scrum.org alone, we have uh, about 30,000 people taking the open assessments every uh, every month. It's a massive number. So we're really excited. So we should be celebrating, right? Over 100 books with Scrum in the title. But there's some things that still disappoint us and disappoint the community. Inconsistency, great example. What, you get two Scrum Masters in a room and they'll argue about what goes in the backlog. Get three and you've got no chance of getting lunch that day. Um, inconsistency coupled with our inability to deliver done working software at the heart of agile is this concept of empirical process, right? This idea of experimentation, this idea of basically do something, learn from it, adapt to it. You know, the classic uh, approach to empirical um, um, process management. And uh, a lot of organizations still are not delivering done. They're not delivering working software every increment. And that's, that's very disappointing. Add to that, the sort of issues with scale that a lot of companies have got at the moment. You know, they Scrum may be working, might not be perfect, but it's working inside an organization at the team level. But it's working in the context of Water Scrum Fall. (laughs) And that was a a term I coined when I was an analyst at Forrester Research, really to describe the the reality of most Scrum implementations. Teams were doing it. Maybe those teams were becoming more cross-functional. Testers were in it. Analysts were in it. Um, Developers. Maybe they even had a good product owner and a Scrum master. But but ultimately, they were working in an organization where they planned annually and released software when they really had to not when they really wanted to. So maybe once a year, twice a year. So water scrum fall is still the reality. So, so what we're talking about in terms of the future is what are some of the things that we can put in place to, to maybe deal with some of those issues. Um, one of them is, uh, is this idea of uh, Nexus, which is, you may have seen it, which is an exoskeleton to scrum, which basically provides the ability to allow to encourage to enable multiple teams to work together in an effective way now it, it it's funny um i you you know you know ken probably as as i do right, and very well and he's like but we never did scrum at small teams. I mean, they couldn't afford me. I only came to big projects. What the hell? Right. Why can't people get it? And uh, we had to persuade him about two years ago that maybe he needed to put some of those ideas down. And so that's when Nexus was incepted, really gathered from uh, our professional scrum trainer community, 160 people, what was working, giving them clear names, etc. Et so Nexus is something that we continue to evolve and, and, and add to. Interestingly, one thing around Nexus that is really highlighted and it's made even worse when you're in a large situation or a large endeavor is that that problem with done. So is it a problem of organizations? Yes. Do good teams do good work in software? Yes. But ultimately, one of the challenges is getting teams that perhaps aren't, haven't got that luxury of skill, experience, etc. So the concept of an SDK. Uh, is we're talking about now a scrum development kit now it's a play on words it's a pun it's intentional right? is it they which is sort of ironic and both fun at the same time the idea of an SDK is something that software developers use today to help them build done software it provides them with maybe a class library maybe some examples maybe some documentation and um well, the idea in in scrum we're creating an artifact or something that allows people to actually deal with that problem hey let's start with an sdk that's that's it's a, maybe it's as simple as a definition of done and some examples maybe it's something a lot more complex than that uh, maybe actually over time it includes those frameworks and those build scripts and those deployment uh, scripts and those dis- deployment models. Maybe it actually includes um, automatic testing, et cetera, or what you need to deliver done software. It sounds like we're, we're bringing XP back into the mix. <laughs> Is that fair? It would be fair to say that XP, Extreme Programming, definitely the, the practices and the principles of XP, Sometimes have forgotten, and they really shouldn 't be they need to be front and center to do scrum well uh, you have to do xP honestly you have to do test driven development continuous integration you have to maybe you can use bdd now as well but right. but ultimately you know pair programming techniques like that are incredibly valuable for delivering working software every increment
0: yeah it 's pretty exciting to hear that there 's some some thought being put back into you know getting back to the 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 developer play aspect of Scrum. Mm. I mean, this was a developer play initially with the Agile Manifesto flowing into Scrum between uh, Ken and Jeff. The framework is simple by design, and so it it led to some of the multiple interpretations, Mm. right? So there's inconsistency, which I, I think everyone who's uh, worked in multiple places implementing Scrum, would agree with. You also see some of the different practices. Some people think TDD is good, and that helps the Scrum team. Others disagree. And so all those things coming together. So it's great to hear that there's a some guidance coming in that, that space. Uh, with the Nexus, what has caught me about Nexus, and I... Initially, and I think a lot of the community, when they saw Nexus come out, they thought, "Okay, they're finally answering Safe, <laughs> right?" So Safe has been out there. Ding Leffingwell got ahead of the the scaling game. I think that's fair. I hope I'm, that's not offensive. But no, no, it's not offensive. I, I think at all. He, he definitely he, did. He got out there very quickly with the the scaling game. Even though most companies can't stand up one team, mm. let alone ten, but they got out there quickly with the scaling. Initially, the thought was Nexus addresses that, but it's really a lot more. Because it's really, I think it's really setting up a scrum shop within a traditional organization. Yeah. So typically in in a a large organization, we have tightly coupled applications. Everything has to talk to everything and it's all tied together. You touch one thing and and 10 things break. What I like is the focus on removing dependency. And so can we go into that just a little bit on how you guys are are, are sorting through that, that very real and prevalent problem?
1: It's funny you say that. So, yeah, Dean definitely got ahead of the game with respect to looking at the problem of scaling and making it uh, a key... Uh, differentiated to his ideas, etc. What's funny is, though, is Ken Ken basically approached scaling very much the way that you did. He's like, well, you can't even do it at a team level, so what the hell am <laughs> I even going to talk to you about doing it at an organization right. level? So Nexus is, is very different. Nexus is not like safe in that regard. It really is a thing that's very focused, or a framework that's very focused on dealing with the issues of dependency management, dealing with the fact that uh, scrum teams are often inhibited. Uh, they're undermined by the dependency that surround them so they can't deliver done working software they can't they can't actually deliver anything because they're waiting on Bob or waiting on Jim or waiting on another team etc so what Nexus does is it basically provides mechanisms that raise those things up now Nexus will not solve those problems if you have a spider's web enterprise architecture where everything is dependent on everything and if you change one thing it falls down like a house of cards all Nexus is going to do is make that really really visible right just like Scrum does at the team level, Nexus does at the, uh, at the team of teams level. What it provides is some formalization around those who resolves those issues with the Nexus integration team, the NIT. And it also provides you mechanisms to um, really d- deal with them, make them more visible with things like refinement. Nexus encourages two ways of dealing with, with dependencies one's sort of proactive with respect to refinement and the visibility in the backlog and and some techniques and practices on top of that. And then reactive, meaning basically what you do with a, a Nexus... A, a Nexus Sprint Review, which is all about building integrated software at the at the Nexus level, so it sort of raises the context to allow teams to actually work on something much larger. Uh, but it'll, but it, unfortunately, though, it, if you've got a mess, all it will do is make that very visible. <laughs>
0: right. Well. It- I think a lot of us like to say that Scrum is not a a problem-solving framework. It's a problem-finding framework. (laughs) And and it sounds like Nexus just takes it to an enterprise level, which a lot of organizations need. You know, there are certain scaling frameworks out there. One of them we might have already mentioned that that likes to basically put a layer on top of your problems and try to push out software. That's not good in the long run. And so what I've really appreciated about what you and Ken and others have put together is that, hey, we're going to face these head-on. We're going to give you a framework to address them, and we're going to get you through it. And I think that in the long run, it's going to be healthier organizations that emerge.
1: Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, really, that, that uh, the idea of a silver bullet is a complete lie it's a fabrication by people that are trying to make money honestly and, and I'm not saying that they're bad people they're good people usually I was the product manager working for Dean for for, for many, sure. <laughs> many years and I loved it and we, we really believed and that we could solve the world's problems with the framework that was RUP. The challenge is though that, you know, when you get to that organizational level, when you get to the, the complexity of the problems, you can't really take a template and load it over the top. And Water Scrum Falls sort of highlights the fact that hierarchical organizations, organizations that are built around efficiency, around cost, around basically treating software as a cost center, not as a value center, can't really do Agile at scale. You can use Scrum at the team level, but ultimately right. it disconnects. What Nexus does is it provides, in the same way as Scrum does, a lightweight framework that you can just start going with at the team level, at the team of teams level. And yeah, maybe the organization's still fundamentally broken, but it, it will at least allow you to deal with those dependencies and hopefully over time start engineering them away, getting rid of your technical right. debt. Uh, dealing with the spaghetti that is most software stacks, Scrum at a, at a team level
0: identified the the issues. Nexus at a, at an enterprise level identifies the systems of work that are hurting you. Yes, right. And so to make the to make those systems of work apparent, I think is is a, is a true trick that that needed to that we needed to show people how to do mm. because it's so it's easy at the team level to get. Uh, just lost in that. You can get very much in the weeds trying to figure out the, the individuals and interactions and how to make, uh, even as an agile coach or as, as a scrum master, how to get people working well together at a team level. You can do the coaching up and down the the organization, the hierarchy. You can start to see success, but as HR, legal compliance, <laughs> infrastructure, security, audit, as they all come into the mix, you know suddenly you, you've hit a scope that's outside of a scrum master and outside of a scrum team. And I like how Nexus basically says, all that stuff's here. All of that stuff is real, and we're going to work through it.
1: That's exactly right. And it makes it visible. It makes it transparent. It means right. you can react. and Or it means you can realize that it's impossible and you should go and find a job somewhere else. And that, 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 right. that's, really, that's really what Nexus does. And, you know, it's, it, it's good. It's gaining a lot of traction. And what's interesting about Nexus is the combining it with things like EBM, evidence-based management, right. the idea that you actually start focusing on the things that are important, the free scales around value, around innovation, around basically frequency of delivery or some sort of cadence kind of measures the idea that you can start mapping that back and focusing the, the the nexus on delivering that instead of all the minutiae of burndowns of normalized story points of dealing with you know all of that kind of stuff release right. trains and the like instead let's focus on the essence of getting products to market which is really what what scrum scrum is what's interesting is that most organizations talk about scaling scrum or Scaling Agile, but they don't accept that the way to do that is to become a product-oriented organization. Right. So they still don't want to do that. And at the heart of it, Nexus is a product delivery framework, and it appreciates that products require more than one team often. And how do you manage that? And and I think that over the next few years, hopefully more organizations are going to start to become product-centric.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that initially the... The, the feeling is, well, we'll apply this to, to IT and we'll get IT working better and, and our world will be, will be so much better. And then they realize, no, this is really, uh, if we're going to take the next step in, in Scrum and Agile, it's really, an over, it's a complete organizational change. It's, it's not yeah. just IT. It's not just developers. It's not just certain pockets. It really is becoming product centric. Definitely. And everything that doesn't help push the product out and, and develop a high quality, desirable product that has to fall away. And I, and I think you're right. I think over the next few years, the companies that embrace that
1: are, are going to be the winners and they're going to eat the other companies lunches. Exactly. And, and that doesn't mean it's easy. You know, no, just, no, no, if no, no, you're no. a large financial institution, understanding what your products are is, is hard. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you'll, you know, you'll solve all of the problems by becoming product centric, but at least you've got to, currency of communication a currency of focus that at the moment in most projects you really don't you don't you can't all get behind something because it's fragmented and distributed and we're not sure what the business goal is because actually this project features in a program that program features in a in sort of business initiative and and it gets so complicated you it's so much easier To focus on products. And those products need to be defined from a business point of view. They need to have business ownership. That's what the product owner does. And driving that out to market is crucial. So I'm hoping that, but with Nexus, with EBM and and uh, with the, 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 the essence of Scrum, and if we can continue to push that out, hopefully organizations will start doing that better, and particularly in areas where there's a high amount of uncertainty. Maybe there's certain products that don't lend themselves to this, but there's certain that do, and uncertainty is what Scrum's great at dealing with.
0: Absolutely. Well, Dave, really, really appreciate you taking time out of your day you. here at, at the Path to Agility conference to, to speak with me. I, I'm sure the listeners, especially those who are... Uh, scrum practitioners really enjoyed hearing about the next steps in scrum and what's coming and and happy t- 21st birthday to scrum hopefully uh a little self-control doesn't go out and get crazy <laughs> uh but uh should be a great party and just congratulations on all the the success of scrum and and how uh, you know all of the great things that scrum.org is doing out in the community thank you very much
1: have a great day all right you Bye. too Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Agile for Humans. Let's keep the conversation going. Drop us a question on Twitter at Agile for Humans or visit agileforhumans.com. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training.